This morning, we're going to be learning about this concept of idolatry. The title is called Honest Idolatry. And the purpose of the passage we read this morning is it gives us a clear idea of what idolatry is. And as we go through the message, we're actually going to focus in on what events that came after that that we read about in Joshua. So if you have your Bibles, make sure you turn to the book of Joshua. Uh, which it, and we're going to focus in on chapter 24, verses 14 to 15. And as you know, Joshua is a very powerful book. It comes after the book of Exodus. And Joshua was not just a colleague of Moses, but he was also Moses' successor. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us here this morning. Your goodness is incredible. Everything that we know about ourselves, everything that we see with our eyes has been provided so generously by you. Everything in our homes, everything outside our homes has been provided by you. Forgive us for thinking that we've done it, that we did it, and that we haven't given you credit for your mercy and your grace and your goodness. Lord, help us to be honest about our own idolatry. Help us to be honest about who we really worship. Your, your Bible exists to confront us with our own idolatry. If Moses never came down the mountain to address the people, the people never would have changed. The people would have just continued worshiping a golden statue, giving it the credit for their deliverance. Thank you for your words, God, and may your words cause us also to repent and to turn to you from our own idols. Thank you, God. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Again, good morning. We are studying idolatry this morning. Timothy Keller, in the article How to Talk About Sin in a Postmodern Age, 
says, quoting another scholar, the following. One, yeah, go. Uh,提莫泰凯勒他发表过一篇文章，这篇文章的题目呢是如何在后现代后现代时代谈论罪。在这篇文章当中呢，他引用了另外一位学者的话。And he says this: one, meaning a person, has only the choice between God and idolatry. Ah,那这位学者他所说的是一个人只能在神。I want you to hear that quote. There's two choices. God or idolatry. This reminds me of Joshua's last message to God's people. Before dying, Joshua calls the believers together and he gave them commands to help them. And he was trying to help them where they were most likely to slip or to fall away from God. And as he's speaking to the people, as he's dying, he warns them not to fall away from God's words. And he also warns them not to worship idols. And these pictures here in front of you are just some of the exploits that Joshua is known for. Joshua was with Moses when they left Egypt and went through the Red Sea. As Moses' successor after Moses dies, Joshua takes the leadership. And Joshua leads the people into the promised land. He brings the ark to the Jordan River, and the Jordan River parts. Joshua was there when the walls of Jericho came crashing down by the power of God. So Joshua is an, is an amazing man of God, an amazing example of a faithful believer. So it makes sense for us to pay attention to what he's saying. And so he warns the people not to worship idols. The people understand this because they know what they had once done or their ancestors had once done and because we, we just read about it in Exodus by fashioning the golden calf and worshiping it. And so Joshua is addressing them because he knows that people like to create things in order to get their minds off of God and onto something else. And 
And what happens is we create things, we buy things, we do things. And interestingly enough, we wind up giving those things the attributes of divinity. And we saw that in Exodus, they created this statue, this calf, and then they said, here, Israel, are your gods that have delivered you. Just like us, when we, when we attribute that how the car protected us, the house protected us, this thing or that thing protected us, instead of saying, the Lord protected us. And what you're going to see today is how idolatry can be very obvious and it can be very subtle in our life. And as Tim Keller says, you only have one choice, and it's a daily moment-by-moment -moment choice. It's either God, Jesus Christ, or idolatry. So Joshua warns the people on his deathbed not to worship idols. In Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, we read the following. Make sure you're following along in your Bibles. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods, meaning idols, which your fathers served, that were on the other side of the flood, talking really about the time, really literally before the flood, talking about Mesopotamia, talking about Abraham, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, 若是你们以侍奉耶和华为不好，今日就可以选择所要侍奉的，是你们所住之地的亚摩利人的神呢？至于我和我家，我们必定侍奉耶和华。The reason I'm not showing you the scripture verses, I'll show you some, but not all of them, is because I think it's really important for you to be looking at your Bibles. Uh, I think it's important for you to get into the Word of God and to be looking at the Word of God that's in your hands. Uh, so let's read that verse again in Joshua 24, 15. And if it seem evil unto you, to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. These are Joshua's words to the people. Uh, 若是你们以侍奉耶和华为不好，今日就可以选择所要侍奉的。是你们列祖在大河那边所侍奉的神呢？是你们所住之地的亚摩利人的神呢？至于我和我家，我们必定侍奉耶和华。这是约书亚所说
In other words, today, right now, November 1st, 2020, you personally must decide whether you will obey the Lord. Today, right now, are you going to serve Jesus, the one who has proven his trust, trustworthiness time and time again? Or are you going to obey the local man-made counterfeit gods you see every day at the mall or on Facebook or on Amazon.com? I heard some great words the other day. The person said, without commitment, you will never start serving God. And without consistency, you will never finish. Uh, you know what? Uh, Sin has done a horrible work in your life. Uh, because it has conditioned you to live inconsistently to your convictions. It makes your faith, your obedience, fragile. Like the word of God to us today is very strong. And you might even say, I believe it. But the problem is our obedience is so fragile and so weak and so inconsistent. This is a major sin in all of us. And the one enemy we face daily is the distance which exists in our mind between our verbal commitment to the Lord and our lack of disciplined consistency in serving him. See, we have a lot to learn from Joshua's words. We have a lot to learn from Joshua's life. Because unlike you and me, Joshua, he was he seemed to close that distance. He seemed to, to that that exists by God's grace. He seemed to close that gap. There was di- there's that distance between what we say and what we do, but he was able to close that gap. Uh, you say, well, how do you know that? Well, let's read it again. Joshua 24:15 says the following. And if it seem evil unto you, to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood 
or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. You could also say America. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Interestingly, the Lord's words through Joshua are echoed again through the prophet Elijah years later in 1 Kings 1821. In 1 Kings 18.21, and I'm going to flip with you, even though I have it in front of me, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you time to look at it. 1 Kings 18.21, you should all have your Bibles out. It doesn't matter whether your Bible is in your hands as a book or it's on your phone. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, as long as you're reading the word, you should be reading the word. Uh, I'm stressing this again, everyone, because I see it time and time again. People are not reading their Bibles. The young people are not reading their Bibles. They're not bringing their Bibles to church. They're not looking at their Bibles. They're not reading their Bibles. And that's a major problem. It's it's a huge issue. So if you have your Bible, get one and look at it. First Kings eighteen twenty one. Uh, so so look at this connection and look at how Elijah is almost saying exactly what Joshua did years earlier. In 1 Kings 18.21, we read the following. It says, when Elijah, uh, when Elijah spoke to the Lord's people, he says the following. How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. How did, here's the question, how did Joshua choose between the one true God and idols? He had to make that choice within himself. But how does he, right, he's telling the people something, but he's telling the people also what he's doing. So how does Joshua choose between the one true God and idols? First, if you look back at Joshua, if you go back to Joshua 24, 15, he knew that serving God was not evil. Doesn't he say that? He says, if it seem evil unto you, does it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord? Well, 那么, so for Joshua, it wasn't evil to put God first. It wasn't bad to serve God. It wasn't wrong to do to to live for God to follow what God wanted him to do. Uh, 对于约书亚来说, 
，啊，侍奉神也不是一件错误的事，嗯、呃，遵照神所吩咐的去生活也不是一件坏事。It was not a difficult choice for Joshua because he lived in Egypt at one time. 啊，所以对于约书亚来说，这不是一个很难的选择，因为他曾经住在埃及。He was an eyewitness. To what God had done to the Egyptians with the plagues. Ah, he 亲眼见证了耶和华在埃及所施行的瘟疫所行的这些神迹。Joshua walked through the Red Sea when it was parted by Moses and God. Ah, 他也曾经亲自的穿过了这个红海。Joshua saw the smoke on Mount Sinai when God spoke. 嗯，当神在西奈山上讲话的时候，约书亚也亲自看到了那个山上在冒烟。Joshua saw the foolishness of the people in turning from God and turning to a molten golden image. 啊、嗯，他也看到了那些离弃神去敬拜呃去敬拜那个呃金牛犊那些人的愚蠢。Joshua saw the miracles that were done by Moses in striking a rock and water coming out of a rock. No one had to convince Joshua about serving the Lord. No one had to convince Joshua that God was not good or that God was not powerful. He was convinced of that. 啊、uh, ，所以就就是摩西击打磐石出水的那个神迹，所以没有人，我们不需要去说服约书亚让他来侍奉主。Joshua made his choice, and now he's asking the people, "You make your choice." 啊、uh, ，所以约书亚他自己做出了他的选择。那么现在他就、uh, Jesus got it. Yeah, we got it. Okay, that's a Zoom bomber for some reason. We don't know who 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 that is. Okay. Are we good? The person's off. Yeah, we're good. All right, let's let's pray for a minute. Heavenly Father, we just ask、uh, that we first thank you, Lord, that we were able to remove that person、uh, from our church. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Obviously, Lord, we know that this is a spiritual battle we're in.、Uh, this has never happened before. So, Lord, just just shows that the enemy is not happy about this message. So this should encourage all of us right now that we need to pay attention, that we're in a battle, just like Joshua was in. And so, Lord, we thank you so much. We're not going to be deterred by that. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus, Lord. You're in control. We're not going to fear. And we do ask, Lord, that you have mercy on that person、um, who said those things and who's just miserable.、Um, just have mercy on him, Lord. Please remove his demons. Fill him with the Spirit. Have mercy on him, Father. We just pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everyone, amen. 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 Good. All right. Let's get back to the word. Right. So, Joshua is making his choice. Ah, 那约书亚他做出了自己的选择 And you see this choice very clearly by what Joshua says. 而且我们也通过约书亚所说的话，清楚的看到了他所做的选择。So in verse, let's go back to that verse again. He says, "Choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites." And again, you can change it up. You could say,、uh, the, 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 "If you want to make it more personal."、Uh, The gods which your fathers served, maybe in Asia, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, meaning the gods in America, the United States. But as for me, you personally, right, and my house, your family unit, we will serve the Lord, and that's what Joshua is saying to the people. Now, we'll come back to this verse. 约书亚说：“今日你就可以选择所要侍奉的，是你们列祖在大河那边所侍奉的神呢，是你们所住这地亚摩利人的神呢。至于我和我家，我们必定侍奉耶和华。”那这一节应用到我们当中，可能是我们要选择我们在中国所侍奉的神呢，或者美国人他们所侍奉的神呢？嗯，这是我们所面对的
So did you catch those four words? There's four really powerful words that erupted, that came out forth from a man, Joshua, who truly loved God. Do you see those four words? We see Joshua's choice by these four words. He says, but as for me. I love it. He's saying, guys, you guys have to make a choice. I'm going to tell you my choice. And listen, that's, that's so much better, right, than the hypocrites that we see on TV who tell you, you must vote, make sure you vote, but they don't tell you that they're voting. They never tell you who they're voting for. They just want you to vote, right? Joshua doesn't do that. He says, listen, this is, you guys have to choose, but I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. Men and women of God are strong. Men and women of God are courageous. Strong, you can say strong. Brave, brave, brave. Men and women are God of God are bold. They speak the truth. Men and women of God are this way because they have the mind of Christ, because they have the Holy Spirit in them. So Joshua says, but as for me, listen, everyone, there is a time in your life when you are going to have to say, listen, whatever everyone else is doing this, but as for me, I'm going to do something different. There's going to come a time, and it's really every day, where you have to say, but as for me, 嗯，其实，在每天，嗯，我们每天的生活当中都有时间，都有时候我们要说至于我。The world is living for money and fame and a pride, but you know what? But as for me, I'm going to do something different. 啊，这个世界可能在追求名声、金钱，但是至于我，我们要做一些其他的事情。For example, uh, but as for me. I'm putting the phone down and I'm picking up the Bible. But as for me, I'm going to delete the Facebook app, but I'm going to upload the Bible app. But as for me, I'm going to spend more time with my Lord. But as for me, I'm going to obey and follow and live the way God wants me to. But 
But as for me, as a single man or woman, I'm going to choose to be pure. But as for me, as a single man or woman, I'm going to wait for God to bring the lady or man that he wants to bring into my life. But as for me, I'm going to give more money to missions and missionaries so that they can effectively deliver the gospel to restricted areas in Asia or the Middle East. But as for me, I'm going to share Jesus wherever, whenever, and to whomever I can. This morning, do you have that Joshua mindset? That's a mindset to be able to say, but as for me. I know what the world is doing. I know the temptations, but but for me, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Listen, it's easy. It's easy to slip into quiet rebellion. Joshua knew this. That's why he's telling the people. He's warning them, saying, listen, put God's word first and keep yourself from idols. Look at, go, go, go back to your Bibles, go back to uh, Joshua 24, look at the, the additional words that he says to the people. Go to verse 23. Go to Joshua 24, verse 23. In Joshua 24, 23, he says this, Now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods, the idols, which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. Joshua told the Israelites to put away their strange gods or idols. You know what? Following God requires you and me to destroy whatever gets in the way of worshiping him. Let me say that again. Following God requires you and me to destroy. That's what it means to put away. Not to put on the shelf and look at it, to get rid of it. Destroy it. Destroy whatever gets in the way of you worshiping God. And if we're not willing to destroy it, if we're not willing to delete the app, if we're not willing to smash the TV on the ground and get rid of it, then we can't be surprised that there's idols in our life. We can't be surprised that our hearts get drawn away from God. Do you see how that's quiet? Do you see how that's quiet, quiet rebellion where, you know, we say we're serving God, 
but there's these things in our life that just pull us away from God. But we, we try to balance it. We try to juggle all of, we try to juggle God and our idols together, just like the Israelites did. But the time comes, and that's today, when you have to choose. You have to choose today, right now. You have to choose. You're listening. You have to choose right now. Who or what is going to control you? Who's going to run you? Who is it that's going to rule over you? Who's going to press you into their image? As God says through Joshua, the choice is yours. Will it be God? Will it be your limited personality? Will it be some imperfect object you buy in a store or off the internet? Today, you have to take a definite stand for the Lord. Joshua did. And regardless of what others would choose to do, Joshua made his commitment to the Lord very clear. Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we're serving God. We're serving the Lord. We're putting him first. And listen, listen, Joshua was willing to set the example by living by that decision. How do you show the strength of your commitment to God? You show the strength of your commitment, not just by saying, I love God. You show it by consistently, day by day, moment by moment, consistently serving him. Go, go, turn now to Joshua 24, 14. 24, 14. Look at Joshua 24, 14. We read the following. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Meaning, don't be fake, be genuine. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Did you know that if a person denies God, that person will end up worshiping something from this world. They will be devoted to that worldly thing, whatever that might be, thinking it's only a thing. 
花自己所有的精力去做那件事情，不论那件事情是什么，他们都会认为那只是一件普通的事。But listen, what actually winds up happening, though unknown to the person, is that they actually begin to look to that thing to get comfort. They look to that thing to give them security. They look to that thing to give them pleasure. They look at that thing to give them peace. Ah,、uh, 但是呢，尽管这个人不知道，但实际上发生的就是他们希望从那件事情，就是他们尽全力去做的那件事情当中获得安慰、安全、愉悦和安宁。And what happens is that you begin to worship the creature, or what the creature made, rather than. The Almighty, One and Only Creator. Ah, actually, they are doing the thing is to worship those created beings, not the Creator. What is idolatry? Paul says it perfectly in Romans chapter one, verses twenty-one to twenty-three. He says the following. Because that when they knew God, you all know God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither listen, neither were thankful, but became vain, meaning purposeless in their imaginations, right? And their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, hey man, I'm smart. They actually became. It says they became fools. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image. Think about Exodus. Think about what they did with making that molten calf, made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Ah, Paul in the Romans one, chapter twenty-one to twenty-three, says it very clearly. Ah, because they, although they knew God, they did not worship Him as God. 也不感谢他，他们的思念变为虚妄，无知的心就昏暗了。自称为聪明，反成了愚拙，将不能朽坏之神的荣耀变为偶像，仿佛必朽坏的人和飞禽、走兽、昆虫的样式。What is idolatry? 那么什么是偶像崇拜呢 ？It's mentally giving divine, God-given attributes. To someone or something other than to Jesus Christ. Ah,、uh, 就是在心里将嗯那些原本属于神的神圣的属性给了除了耶稣基督以外的其他人或者是 What is idolatry? Ah,、uh, 那么什么是偶像崇拜呢 It is serving behave through your behavior, right? Serving or giving into. Someone or something, with the hope that they or it will grant you and give you what only Jesus can. Ah,、uh, 就是在行为上服侍或者奉献给某人或某物，并且希望服侍的这些事情或者某一个事情可以给你只有耶稣基督才能够提供的东西。And what and what are these things? What are these things that you want someone other than God or something to give you? What are those things? 那么你希望某个人或者某个东西给你什么东西呢 ？Inner peace. 内心的和平。Peace of mind. 啊，心灵的安宁。True happiness. 真正的幸福。Meaning, 或者意义，生命的意义。Purpose, 或者生命的目的。Fulfillment, 啊、uh, ，成就感。Amazing pleasure, 啊、uh, ，奇异的快乐。Or awe, like just you're in awe of something. 或者敬畏，你你敬畏某件事情。How do you know? That you are an idolater. 那么你怎么知道你是一个偶像崇拜者呢 ？Look what Aaron did. 
Look what the people did. Didn't they say, here be your gods? Exodus 32, 4 says, these be thy gods, O Israel. Look, here are your gods, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Uh, how do you know you're an idolater? Hey man, just look around. The idols are obvious. Give me your phone, let me look at your apps, I'll tell you. Husbands, give your phone to your wife, and wives, give your phone to your husbands. Let them look at everything. They'll tell you whether or not you're an idolater. Listen, gods, gods, idols. When I say gods, small g, gods, idols are easy to spot. They're just hard, hard to admit to. But Jesus helps us. He says this. He says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Here's a, here's a basic Bible truth. Every person is serving a God. Well, every person is either serving the one true God or they are serving gods. You just have to look around and you will see which one it is. So let me close with this story. This story is a very subtle form of idolatry that exists in the life of parents. Maybe this will speak to you. I read a story recently about a young woman named Anna. And Anna was a single woman who desperately wanted children. So Anna eventually, by God's grace, gets married, and uh, contrary to expectations of her doctors, she actually winds up delivering two healthy children. But Anna's dream did not really come true. See, Anna had this overpowering drive to want to give her children a perfect life. And this drive that this mother had to give her children a perfect life made it almost impossible for her to actually enjoy the children she so desperately wanted. Anna's overprotectiveness, Anna's fears, Anna's anxieties, and her own need to control every detail of her children's life 
made the family miserable. In fact, her older child wasn't really performing very well in school and, and began to show signs of serious emotional distress. And the younger child was just being filled with anger. It's interesting because there was a good chance that Anna's drive to give her children a wonderful life may actually be the thing that was starting to ruin them. See, even though Anna believed in God with her mind, and this is where the, this is the subtlety now, you got to catch it, you got to catch the idolatry, I'll start again, even though Anna believed in God with her mind, Anna's deepest, her deepest satisfaction came from hearing or wanting to hear her children say something to her. And Anna's deepest satisfaction was this. She wanted her children to say, Oh, mother, I owe everything to you. Oh, mother, I owe everything to you. That's what Anna wanted deep down to hear. Tragically, Anna may never hear those words. Because, because of Anna's obsessiveness and her obsessive need to have her children's approval, it was actually the thing that was pushing her children away. See, for Anna, there was this lack of honesty. And if Anna is not willing to be honest about her idolatry, which is so deep and so subtle, then she will not have that relationship that God has really designed for her family. What does Anna have to do? She has to be honest about her idolatry. She must choose to do things to raise her children God's way. She must choose to love her children God's way. Anna must repent and put God first and trust God with her children. So that her children, she should want her children to say, Oh God, not mom 
or dad, oh God, I owe everything to you. And Anna must be willing, must be willing to let her children fail if need be, so that they can find peace in God's love and peace in God's will for them. Let's close with these words from Jesus. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Do you hear idolatry in that? Remember, though, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the perfect one. Oh God, you're the only one who can satisfy our soul. Forgive us, God, if we've ever tried to get our children to focus on us instead of them focusing on you. Oh God, may we be honest today about our idolatry. Lord, it's so subtle. We are all guilty. And now, guys, in the quietness of your heart, repent. Here's an opportunity today to choose. Uh, Repent. Be honest with God. Uh, Speak to God. Uh, Be specific. Uh, Just come to Him. Uh, Ask him for forgiveness. Lay your burden down. Lay your fears down. Lay the worries down. Lay your children down to the Lord. Give your children to the Lord. Say, Lord, I give you Ali and Elizabeth and Ava. I ask you for forgiveness for the wrong ways I've raised them. I ask for forgiveness for holding on to them so tight as opposed to just allowing them to trust you. Forgive me for creating an atmosphere in my home where I want them to look to me Rather than me wanting them to look to you, Father, forgive me. I give you my children, Lord, and just help me to be a better parent. Uh, 
And forgive me, Lord, for making my own children idols, wanting to please them or do things for them, even if it, if it, even if it conflicts with what you want. Forgive me, Lord, for putting them before you. Lord, we thank you today that when we turn to you in repentance, and when we accept the Son of God with a believing heart, that you, God, forgive our sins. That you, God, cover our transgressions. That you cover us with the perfect righteousness and holiness of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.